Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. So welcome back, everybody, to the Level Up Podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. I've got a super awesome, very special guest with me today. Unfortunately, Greg is not able to join us. He is out in uh, some very important meetings. And so we are recording behind the scenes here with my friend, Kurt Francis, who some of you in the Century 21 community might know. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but Kurt is a, is a sp- amazing speaker and I've had him on my other podcast, Real Estate Uncensored, but it's been a while since we touched base and had him on a podcast publicly. And he's got some interesting things that he's been working on that I wanted him to bring to you, to you folks in the audience. Uh, that's going to help you upgrade your relationships because one of the key things, uh, that I think we, we tend to overlook as we go from agent to entrepreneur is the importance of the people that we surround ourselves with. Hiring a coach is not enough. The other relationships that we surround ourselves with make a huge difference in what we end up being and who we are, you know, two years and five years down the road. And so we're going to talk about how to very strategically and intentionally upgrade those relationships so that we get to where we want to be. So with that being said, Kurt Francis, Kurt, officially welcome. Matt, how's it? Just good to be with you again. Yes, we're super excited and we're kind of an awesome conversation. Um, for uh, for the people that don't know who you are, just fill them in quickly because you spoke at a big Century 21 event uh, not that long ago. I'm, I'm curious, remind me of which event that was and kind of tell people a little bit about what you do, what you spend your days doing and uh, coaching. So awesome, Matt. So Matt, I, I've spoken at Century 21, you know, worldwide global conferences for actually many, many years. The last one was the 121, uh, which is in Orlando. And we've got, you know, the leadership plan coming up soon, pretty soon in Miami. Uh, you know, for many, many years, I've done that. There was a brief time that I didn't because I was affiliated to another brokerage, but basically being with Century 21, most of my career over 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically that's it. What, what I'm doing, what I'm really focusing on is really to invigorate people's transformation in every way possible that I can. And because a lot of, a lot of people, we get into real estate and we've got no selling skills, no business understanding of how to run a business. So yeah. it's more than just, you know, really helping an agent, but it's helping people to think like a business person. And it doesn't matter what, you know, what industry you're in. So that's what I'm focusing on and coaching. And, um, I, I've created two, uh, two online courses that's really, really helping people. We've been running since last year and it's really been phenomenal. It's from, you know, really to help brokers and managers mm-hmm. and owners take their business to another level. Um, as well as, you know, my epoch challenge, which is, uh, a program really to help you take your life to another level. Because you see, we only, oh, let me put it this way. Um, our businesses will only grow to the extent we grow as people. Yeah, right? 100% true. And uh, if we're not growing as, as, as a person individually and in our personal life, our business, our business will not grow. No matter what coaching you have, no matter what's around you, you can be the best company, be in the best office. Um, but, you know, we need to grow our lives personally. Yeah. So that's a little bit yeah. about me. That's, that's you know, what I do. Uh, and, and you came across a really interesting and very startling, uh, statistic here a while back and that we were talking about this on the phone here a couple of weeks ago. So why don't you share a little bit with the people that are listening, um, how you came across that and what that statistic is that kind of sent you down the path of talking more about relationships versus, uh, some of the other options that we have for personal growth. Sure. Absolutely. So Matt, what actually happened that, that I was doing this online course, right? I actually mm-hmm. sold the course before I wrote it. But I know what was inside me. And I, and I, I, yeah. you know, I said, this is what's going to happen and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, when you sell a course and people are paying, you know, a fair amount of money to be on it, 
um, you know, um, you, you've, you've got to produce, right? Yeah. And uh, in fact, if someone pays a little bit for a course, they only invested a little bit, and so is the presenter. When somebody yeah. pays a lot more for a course, they more invested, and so am I. So that's why um, I don't mind charging a little bit higher for, for different things because because it means they're more invested and so am I. So yeah. I raise my standard. So what happened on this course, um, I I was writing it as we were going. I mean, I was up to 1, 2 o'clock every single night because I wanted this to be really good. And yeah. in the working late, guess what? I started finding uh, – because I was researching and I started reading them up from you know, different people, different perspectives – and the one guy was a Harvard professor, David, Dr. David McClellan, and mm. uh, phenomenal stuff. We focused on more than 30 years, and it was about relationships and how relationships really affect us. And what he said is, is that 95% of our success or 95% of our failure has got to do with the people we associate with, with the people we hang out with. And when I first read that, I said, oh, this is crazy. How can it be 95%? But the more I, I read and researched and started learning about it and looking at my own life and looking at all the friends I've got and, and you know, co-workers and that, this is so true. 95% of our failure. You see, we blame failure on ourselves. Oh, you know, I don't have the right makeup or I didn't go to the right schools or I don't have the right, you know, whatever. And, and we, we push ourselves down even for failure, but our failure often is not just because of us, it's because of the people we hang out with. And my successes, if I look at all the successes that I've had, Matt, it mm -hmm. all comes down to the people I hung out with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and I, one, there's one guy that I came across um, uh, here a couple years ago, and uh, Hank Avink. And the reason why I bring him up is that there, there was something significant that he said that hit me really hard. This was about a year ago. And he's just shared with me when he first connected with who he considers now his best friend uh, at the, you know, they got into the industry at the same time. And they really, he made an effort to very specifically and intentionally connect with this one person because he realized that he wanted to be connected with someone that was, that was as driven as he was and wanted to work, you know, wanted to put in the hard work, the extra hours that wanted to role play together, all the, all those things that, agents are told to do when they first get into business. But for the most part, they get in with a bunch of other people that aren't willing to do it. He went and sought out the person who was willing to put in the work, who had the same energy and same drive as he did. And he made sure that he, he and that person connected. Well, it turns out that person has been his best friend of the last 15 years. And, uh, and he, he just shared with me that he's part of the lesson that he learned about that is that to always be very specific and intentional about the relationships that we have, especially the handful of very, very close relationships, the people that we spend the most time with, because you can't, it's impossible to overestimate how much they rub off and affect us. And, and that's exactly what you're talking about. It's just those, yeah. those few key people. And I think in the journey from agent to entrepreneur, one of the things we overlook is the idea that, look, if you, if we're surrounding ourselves with people that are at our level, there's a certain amount of iron sharpens iron that can take place. Absolutely. You know, we can keep each yeah. other's game sharp. But if we want to like, jump up a level, the best thing we, one of the best things we can do for ourselves is, is intentionally seek out the people that are one or five levels above us and start hanging out with them. So I think that's what we're, we're uh, going to kind of get into. So, um, yeah, so let's dive in a little bit to like how do you uh, how do you start to seek out and and what do you look for in the types of relationships that you want to target and kind of bring into your life if they're not already kind of coming if you're not already in their orbit let's put it that way. Sure, Matt, that's that's such a great question. 
because, you know, but let me first just give you the background of this, is that, you know, what happened on this course I was writing, and I said, you know, next week, um, I'm going to give you six steps of how to upgrade your relationships. And <laughs> I, I didn't know what six steps they were. Yeah, I, I had to go ahead and really find them, you know, <laughs> because I, I was literally taking what Dr. David McLennan said, <laughs> and I said, okay, so how do I practically, you know, help people and also help myself? Because, you yeah. know, the more I... I was teaching about it the more I was learning you know, about myself and my own life. So I, of course, had to do what I was teaching, right? So uh, I said, okay, next week we're going to be talking about relationships and we're going to talk about, I'm going to give you six steps of how to upgrade your relationships. And I said, what the heck? Why did I say that? And anyway, so <laughs> that was one of the best things. Uh, Matt, that changed my life yeah. because I the, that same day I started mm-hmm. researching and, and reading and studying and I looked for the very best people, and I, you know, went back to David McClellan, Dr. David McClellan. And mm-hmm. uh, so the first thing I, I say about that is how do you do it? Number one, decide on, on who you want to be. Decide on who you want to be. That's the mm-hmm. first thing. Decide on who you want to be. Because yeah. if we don't know that, we don't know for the kind of people that we really need to look at. So, you know, you can say decide on who you want to become, who you want to become. And that that was that was a, a major thing because I, 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 I you know in my own personal life started digging you know digging down and said Kurt who do you really want to become now and it changed everything in my life I had a massive transformation this is the end of last year about October September October last year and uh, and, and I started to to think about that and then of course teach on so who do we want to become number one that's the very first thing and we've got to spend time on this it's not a quick little thing you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because often we just write goals. And I tell you, Matt, the, the one thing I learned from this is that often we can go to great seminars and conferences and people teach um, people, okay, you've got to write goals. You've got to write goals and just, just write them. And I think a lot of our teaching on writing these goals or who we want to become, we've actually caused a lot of harm because people just write things down. And the problem is with who we want to become is that we will only become to the level of our self-image. We will only become to the level of our self-image. So often people will only set goals to the level of their self-image. And so their goals can't always be realistic or, or, or they can't always you know, go where they need to go because it's limited by the ceiling of their self-image. And when we're talking about this, we need to start looking at our self-image. How, you know, an image is the way we, we visualize ourselves, is the way we see ourselves. And... Uh, so that's the first thing. Same thing as self-esteem. You know, self-esteem is the way we feel about ourselves. And self-belief is, is the confidence we have in ourselves. So it's visual, it's belief, and, and, you know, and uh, really about the feeling. So you know, that's a big thing. The second thing, Matt, what I love to talk about with this is that we, we need to, you know, once we know what we want to become, we need to identify three others who are already like that. Identify three people that who are already like that and who have already accomplished that, okay, which I call my three epoch epitomies, my three epoch epitomies, okay, and uh, it's basically the ideal person, um, and, and we've got to decide that, and that can take some time. There you, you, some people may know that straight away, but you might say, well, listen, you know, I've been using the people straight away, and they haven't worked for me, so who are the people that that I can identify. This is only identifying them. You've only, you're only identifying at least three people. Identify it could be research, 
It could be, you know, asking. It could be getting on the internet. It could be Googling. It could be YouTube. It could be Facebook. It could be uh, LinkedIn, whatever. Identify these people and, and, and spend time in it when you identify it. To research it. Like not, okay, that's one, that's one, that's one. Okay, done. No, no, no. Get down and research it. Say, I'm going to spend an hour for, you know, you know, every day this next week or for two, three weeks until I've identified the people that are, are, are exactly like I want to become. Okay, that's, that's the second, second thing. And then the third thing is, um, we've got to model them. We've got to model them. Okay. And when I say model them, not, not just copy them. We've got to model them. And to, to model somebody, the third thing, to model them, we've got to really study them. We've got to study them. We've got to read what they put out there. It's a, go to their Facebook page. You know, go to their Twitter if you can get hold of that. Go to LinkedIn. Go to their YouTube. Go and study them as much as you can and Google them until you can't find anything more else about them. And if you've got to buy their books, buy their books. Do whatever it takes to really study them. And I really believe when I say study them, Matt, we need to get immersed in it. We, we, it, it needs to be an immersion. We need to be like you're getting in water, you get in a swimming pool. When we go into an ocean in California in January when it's cold, we feel it. It's, we feel it. You know, if, yeah. if you're not, if you're not feeling it, um, then you've got to go a little bit deeper, right? And, uh, okay. and then there's, there's a two part to modeling. Okay. First is studying. The second part is, is practicing, practicing them. And I know I'm just talking a little bit about what's there, not so much the house, but, but just because of time, but, uh, but we've got to practice them and practicing them without losing your unique ability or your uniqueness. And that's, yeah. that's, there's a bit of a skill to that. And uh, I like to teach a little bit on that as well. Um, but practicing them without losing your uniqueness. So we study them and then we actually practice them, practice them and actually start saying the things out aloud. Um, you know, our tongue is the most powerful thing. And when we start, um, you know, studying them, we might take, we might take one of their books they've read and we might just walk, close the door, walk around in the room and just read it, read it like they would say it. Because often mm-hmm. when you're using your tongue and your body language, we, we start picking up just the energy and their spirit, you know, um, and, uh, but doing that always. Uh, yeah, I just like, I can remember doing that years ago on the musician side. I would, um, I picked out my, my three or four favorite musicians on the instrument that I was learning at the time. And I remember doing that exact thing, like literally mimicking everything. I would change, I would change my setup to match theirs. I would, I would find like, I would do my best to like imitate their body language. Uh, and, and it helped like overcome certain, uh, practice limitations. And it put me in the headset of, of to where I can, I can slip into like kind of imitating, you know, two or three or four different people. And that's when you start to like some of your own style, some of your own uniqueness. Uh, one of the ways to keep that intact is to not latch so much onto just one person because then you can kind of lose yourself inside of one, just modeling one person. If you model three or four, you start to pull the things out from each of them that you like. And then out of, out of that, then your own uniqueness uh, can shine through a little bit. Um, and uh, so I want to go back. There was something. Um, so on, on, yeah, practicing them without losing our uniqueness is really good. And um, um, there was something, I, I, there was something I wanted to bring out about that. Uh, but what's um, like, how did you put this into practical effect? Cause you mentioned this, like this revelation essentially changed your life. When you look at your own relationships mm-hmm. after you started learning the material so that you could teach it and you started looking at your own relationships, was there anyone that you kind of set your sights on 
and decided, okay, I'm going to study and I'm going to practice and I'm going to model them. Cause I can, there's certain people I can look at in my life, um, that I can definitely say that I've done that and come out the other side and then integrated the things that I liked about them into my personality and let go of the things that weren't useful for me. Um, was there anyone like that for you just in the last year or two? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Matt, um, and I didn't find it in one day and, uh, yeah. It, it, it took uh, two or three months and, uh, um, and, and because of this person, uh, my life has totally changed because yeah. of it's really, it's really, really, really interesting. Mm. And, uh, I, it only became powerful once I started to experience it because I studied and researched, you know, okay, this is what needs to happen. What are the six steps to upgrade your relationships? And then when I, when I took action and started doing it and th that's when because i believed it you see the first thing is i believed it i believe that if i upgrade right. my relationship things are going to change mm -hmm. and so I, I i didn't question it or let me test this out or let me no i took it researched it believed what dr dave mcclellan had done 30 years of research at harvard and i said mm -hmm. okay I'm, i i believe it i'm not going to question that what i'm going to do is take the action and once i did that and found the people and we'll talk a little bit about that now when i go through the other steps you know what really has happened with me you know yeah um, very so, cool uh, oh, and I, I picked up my train of thought. It was um, it reminded me of what Napoleon Hill said. The the original concept of the of the mastermind was yeah. Napoleon Hill coming up with his handful of of heroes that he wanted to have speak into his life, and he would picture them vividly in his imagination in a conversation with them. Like the original concept for a mastermind wasn't we all get together on a Zoom call and we talk about what's going on in our business and try to help each other. Like it was literally him getting inside the heads of his mentors and his heroes and having imaginary conversations in his head with those people and them helping him and giving him advice. And he would picture, you know, what, what would this person say? You know, what would, what would that person say yes. about, about this situation? He would get inside their personality to the point where he could have imaginary conversations in his head. That's if anybody remembers from thinking grow rich, that's what the original uh, concept of a mastermind was. It was actually imaginary and it was getting inside the heads of the people that you look up to and the, the people that you want to be in their position. So I thought it was interesting that you brought out about study them and then practice them. Essentially, that's yes. what Napoleon Hill was doing. He was practicing those heroes, yeah. which is pretty awesome. All right. Yeah. So give us the fourth step. So let's, let's go. Well, so the fourth thing is, okay. So remember we've identified. So I want to say again, the fourth thing is identify and establish three relationships with them because the, the, the second part is just identify them because that yeah. is a process on its own. It's not the same process you actually establish in a relationship. So number four is, uh, you know, the ones you've identified, establish a relationship with them. Okay. Some of them, some of them may have been dead. Okay. They may be gone right. off the planet already, yeah. but you, you need to establish a relationship with somebody that you're going to model. Okay, and it may only end up as one or two relationships out of the people you've identified, but you've got to take action to actually establish a relationship with them. And I've done this a couple of times in my life, but it's, it was significantly since last year, you know, I would say from September, August, September, uh, October, that's when it really started happening in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if possible, physically hang out with them. Now, you know, we can do a Zoom call or whatever. So, you know, maybe, you know, and that's, that can be good if you can't be with them. Maybe they're in another country or another city, whatever. I would mm -hmm. suggest consider, you know, flying there, whatever. But identify it and start the process of establishing a relationship. And a relationship is not a one-off meeting. Relationship is, you know, like, I mean, you know, guys like Steve Rogers, whatever. Um, you know, Steve, uh, I've established a relationship years ago with him, and he's been 
you know, phenomenal in my life. And there's people like yeah. David Romero, just phenomenal in my life. And uh, these people have influenced me tremendously over years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've still, I've still had those relationships and we still meet, but now it's establishing and identifying some other relationships, which I've done. And so, so basically that's, that's the thing. Take it to the next level and establish a relationship. And that can happen in many formats. It can start on Facebook. It can start on LinkedIn. It can start on, you know, whatever. And then, but get to know them, try and get a conversation with them and take them out to lunch and you pay, take them yeah. out for coffee and you pay, take them out, you know, so that's, mm-hmm. so that's the fourth thing. Um, <laughs> and you know, relationships cost us, right? Relationships yeah. cost us. Um, you know, I, I, when I connected with you and I heard about you, you know, um, from Stephen Moya and, uh, and I'm also careful, like, everyone's, oh, you must meet him, meet him, meet him, whatever. But you know, when I met you, when I met you, I said, yeah, there's a guy that, uh, you know, I could also model myself after. There's a guy that I could also learn from and that's you. Um, so, you know, spending time with people that, that you can help them and they can help you. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's um, let's see. One of one of my clients would call that um, proximity mentors. So people that are you know s- similar to our level, but maybe they have a specialty that they're really really good at that we can learn from that should that's we don't have in our life yet or we don't have in our business yet. So there's all there's always those people that are not necessarily like five rungs on the ladder above us, but they have something that adds value. You know, huge value to yeah. our lives. Um, that's what she would call a proximity mentor. And, and yeah, I've got some, I've, I've got some people that are way up higher than me that I love to hang out with. And then I've got people that are more, uh, on, on like in the same path as I am, or we're in similar stages in our journey, but they're better at certain things than I am. And so we hang out with each other and we're able to help each other in the different areas that we're good at. So I love that. And that's, there's always a place for that. Absolutely. Um, so established relationships, I, I would say the thing that made the, the biggest difference for me in this area is podcasting because to me this is the i mean podcasting is the ultimate networking tool right now and i hope it stays that way for forever whether podcasting as as a function of itunes sticks around or not but like video interviews and conversations with other influential people i hope that people value that forever because for me it's been the key to networking and building the relationships in fact i would say probably my five closest relationships with business heroes all take place with people around the country that I don't get to hang out with in person very much. Um, we have to go to events or something like that, or I have to fly to them in order to actually physically be around them. Uh, I wouldn't, I, I, the odds of me meeting them just at a random event, if I hadn't done podcasting is pretty slim. And, uh, and it, podcasting exposed me to a lot of different people that I wouldn't have necessarily even known about that then became mentors and heroes to me. So if anyone, I mean, I, I can't suggest, I cannot suggest a better way, even if it's just your own interview series. Uh, like I ran into a guy the other day that does a call sh- show called Beers with Max. That's it. It's, he literally <laughs> invites the people that he wants to talk to a Zoom call with, when it's called Beers with Max, said just grab a beer, show up to the call. We'll talk for a half hour. It's recorded. My staff will turn that into a very simple podcast. It sends it to iTunes. It's no big deal. It's not a huge thing, but he gets to interview anybody that he would essentially like that he looks up to. So if anybody, especially if you're a young person, that, that's how I would get started. That's how I would build my, my network at this point. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Matt, you right, see, because you know what really happens? I mean, for example, you know, I, I told you that it took, you know, a few months to establish, you know, some relationships. And I'm just going to talk mm-hmm. about the one person, okay? So the okay. one person I established a relationship with, firstly, it's going to cost you. It's, 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 it's going to cost you. Yeah. In fact, if it doesn't cost you, um, I wonder, you know, what it really means to you, right? 
Now, what mm. price are we prepared to pay for identifying and establishing with the right people? And uh, so that might even come in a form of a coach. You might say, I want to establish a relationship with somebody, but that's going to be in the form of coaching. And, yep. uh, um, and so if you, you know, you get what you pay for. So if you, if you're looking for a great coach and the person that I, I want to establish a relationship with were, is a great coach and he's, he's been a fortune 500 company, um, you know, the fastest growing company, um, the coaching company in the United States. And, uh, you know, one time and, and he was doing all the things that I thought, you know, I'm missing that I'm lacking those skills. I'm, I, 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 you know, that's, if I want to do that, you know, I've got to do that and I've got to establish a relation with this guy. So, um, it's actually, you know, I, so it came in a form of coaching. So, um, and this is one of the best things I've ever done because, um, and that's Alex Jeffries and I'll talk about him. Um, and we've actually become friends now. But the thing is that, that, um, I, I joined that and, uh, and then he opened other doors for me. He invited me to a mastermind where this was in Rancho Santa Fe. And I, I, there were 13 people around the, the table. And you know, when they say, if you're the smartest one in the group, get a new group. Yeah. Um, well, Matt, I was 13. In the right group. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was 13, dude. I was 13. I was yeah. like, why did he invite me? I was so intimidated. I, I, I was intimidated. Yeah. Get some of these guys I'd seen on television or I've seen on, on, you know, all over the internet. And like, I'm sitting in the same run, same table as these guys. And, uh, yeah, and the mastermind awesome. was very smartly done. And, um, you know, I said, I'll be home by nine o'clock. No, we had our first bathroom break at nine 30 and we did, were done well after <laughs> 11 and I only left there at 10 to 12. But it was, you know, yeah, I, I, I was exposed to because of that person, he, he became mm-hmm. a resource. And often when we become yeah. like other people, they actually become a resource because they start, they start introducing you to other people. Um, in their life mm-hmm. that will strengthen you. So, so then I started yeah. meeting his team members, you know, like a uh, Carl Emery, just phenomenal. John Hamilton. Why wow, Ryan? And now Aaron Wang, who's a Aaron Wang, um, a phenomenal guy. He lives in Atlanta. And I uh, just like, yeah. now I've having all this input in my life that I've just gone to a whole nother level that I couldn't have imagined. I could never have imagined this. I tell you now, it, it's just amazing. And, uh, <laughs> and then. Yeah. One, one key relationship. Yeah, just one, yep. you know, just one. But it took yep. me two, three months to identify. It, just to identify took me two, three months. Then you st- you've got to start yeah. the relationship and establish it. And then um, spend mm. as much as time as you can with them. And then, uh, you know, in person and then and follow them and, and learn from them. If they do a live Facebook, you know, get on it. Watch it. Stop what you're doing sometimes. Yep. Some, sometimes we need to interrupt our lives of a rut. We need to interrupt. And, and to follow somewhere, you know, follow the person that we actually, you know, uh, you know, we, we kind of, you know, we want to model. And then, um, and then yeah. he's introduced me to a lot of other people that's opened doors for me all over. And then, you know, then I spoke at Harvard and then, at, you know, and then at Harvard, I've met so many other people that have invited me to other things now, Matt. Um, you know, yeah. I got a, I got a, got a message two days ago, you know, would you come to, uh, you know, to Malaysia, I wanted to speak at three speaking gigs. And I said, well, next year, he said, no, no, I want you this year. And, uh, and I want you to put yeah. you on television there. And there's a whole lot of things, you know, like that would never have happened. Not, none of this, just for one relationship, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Well, yeah. And, and that's the key, I think, is that you, you hit the nail on the head, which is it took you two to three months to identify that person. And that's, I think where that's where most of us would fall down is we would too quickly settle on the people that we stumble across 
in a, in a Google search or, or asking around or asking our friends or looking at podcasts and things like that without really, really, really diving in and doing the research to deeply understand, is this the person that I want to be? Like, if it's not the person that I want to be, then let's move on and find the person who's at that level yes. of success where I want to be that person. You know, it's that, that's one of the interesting things about hiring a coach that I've always been fascinated with is the idea of hiring a coach that is really good at their one thing, but doesn't have the life that you want. You're going to get advice on how to be good for that one thing, but it's not necessarily going to apply and, and build you the life that you want. If you can, I think it's much better to find a coach or find a mentor or a hero who not only has the business that you want, but also has the lifestyle that we want, has that essentially has, has their, you know, they are the person that we want to be, not just that they have a skill set that we want to emulate. Nothing wrong with having a great skill set, but I would rather find that person that has that skill set and is the person that I want to be. Matt, I'm absolutely. And that's why, you know, that's the first thing, you know, uh, I'm trying to describe who do you want to become? That, that's yeah. the number one thing. And, and I'll tell you why is because if you can find somebody who's done that and you haven't done that, they've gone through a lot of hardship, a lot of pain, a lot of stuff. And then, and they can help you deal with your emotional pain to get to the next level or, or how do yeah. you get out of that? Or, you know, what risks should you take? What risks should you not take? You know, those mm-hmm. kind of things. So there's, I mean, we, we are just touching on this stuff right now. And, yeah. you know, but, but it's, it, this is massive, Matt. This yeah, is massive. 100%. And, uh, um, you know, are we going to talk so, about uh, this, man? Well, what's the, we've got two more steps. So we've got, two more so, steps. And uh, so this, we've established the relationship of some kind, yep. right? All right. Yep. So what's the next step? Yep. So number five. Okay. And this is more important than we will ever, ever realize. And uh, limit associations with some people. Limit okay. association with some people because every time you say yes to spending time with them, you say no to spending time with the people you should be. Every time we say, yes, I'll go to that social event. Yes, I'll go to those things. Um, I'm saying no to the time I could be in researching or spending time with the person that I need to be. It may be your family you've got to give up, some of them. And uh, it might be stop meeting with your cousin, stop meeting with that person who's just pulling you down or can only celebrate in your, in your, in your, in your failures, you know, because some people only celebrate your, your one's failures. So any negative thinking, you might have to, when I said, I'm saying limit association. I'm not saying stop it because like mm-hmm. family, we don't really stop, but we've got to limit some of the associations. And even there might have been a friend of yours for 35 years and sometimes, um, um, they just want to stay on that level. I, I didn't say cut the relationship at that time. Just limit the association. This is the big one. This is the hardest one because most people think it's either you have it or you don't have it. I either cut the relationship or I have it. No, I'm not saying cutting in some relationships. You've got to just limit the associations with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I was, you know, somebody recently said to me, Kurt, I, I can't believe you just said no to them because I was having a barbecue at my place and somebody, went, they were from out of town. They were from the U.K., and they, they just, they kind of just wanted to, um, you know, come and, uh, and I've known them for, for a long, 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 long time. But it was, it was no, I had to say no. And so you just say no. I said, yeah, yeah, you know. And there, there are other new people that, that, you know, come in my life and I might say yes to them. So, you know, and you can know someone for 35 years and then they kind of, yeah, and I just say no. And, and I, I'm learning that because that's the, because yeah. I believe you right. and I, you know, we are, we are raised to say more yeses. Yeah, so, 100%. so, so limiting, we did, um, we can go into number six now if you want to. Yeah, let's do it. Actually, first of all, number five, make a list of those people. You need to limit them. Make a list of those people. Yeah. We've actually got to make a list of, right? Take some time and write on, go through all the relationships and who's helping you, who's not, you know, not helping you. Make a list of them 
and okay. uh, say let's three people start off with three people and the last step number six is very similar to number five this is disassociate yourself with some relationships you've got to end some relationships because it's not going to take you to, to you know to what you because we become like the people we hang out with so you some of them you've got to actually stop there's some relationships and this is the difficult one number six is the most difficult one is to stop some relationships and matt i've had to do that in this last year in a big way very uncomfortable um and uh but i, I had to be honest with some people and mm -hmm. not nice but if we're serious about upgrading our relationships these are the six steps and this is what you know this is what you've got to do and but i'm there's a lot more house in this a lot more house yeah, in this how do yeah. you really do it yeah, and, and I 100% agree. I think the, the number five point is really good because that, that's one of the hardest things I think to do is to limit without disassociating. Um, and yeah. because yeah, the, I think most of us think in, in black or white terms and it's definitely not, but I think there is a difference. There are some people that just simply don't serve us and it's okay. To completely disassociate. And, and I've had to do that. You know, they're one of my uh, good friends. Uh, you know, has some addiction issues. And so his, his life is just not conducive to him going after it, essentially, and, and attempting to even be a successful person. He needs to get those things taken care of so that they're not a roadblock in his life anymore. Uh, and, and yeah, so when you're dealing with situations like when someone that you used to spend a lot of time with just is not serving you anymore, and sometimes they're even not even serving themselves. It's not even that they don't want to get to the next level. They might be actively hurting themselves. Um, that's tough to see and it's tough to follow through and disassociate. But a lot of times, not only is it better for us, it might even be better for them. But at the very least, we have to do what's right for, for us. So I 100% agree. And uh, I, I love the six steps and I hope people take action on it. I know there's a bunch of other uh, how-tos and, and tactics on how to implement and, and things like that. So how do people get in touch with you and learn more about you and where to connect and all that good stuff so they can potentially get into your world and either make you one of the people they're modeling or learn the, uh, learn the six step system. Oh, I absolutely love it, Matt. Um, so basically, you know, there are a few ways, but perhaps the best way is, you know, if you are a real estate agent with, with a, with a team mentality, you're building a team or your broker owner, Perhaps I'm going to ask you to text something that I know exactly, you know, what you want. That's a lot easier because I get so many texts, whatever. And uh, that is at, you know, 31996. 31996. Let me make sure on that number, actually. Because um, mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've just changed the format a little bit, mm -hmm. um, the way I've been doing things. It's, uh, yeah, 31996. Okay. And uh, if you're a broker or agent, um, and just text the word M-E-R, M-E-R. Okay. That's for my epoch recruiting. M E R, M E R, and uh, if you want to know, you know, more about, say, just personal life, whatever, text the same number, three one nine nine six, and uh, just text in there nine nine for ninety nine. Just the the number okay. nine nine for ninety nine. Okay. That's it, cool. and uh, right. that's the best way to get hold of me. And uh, um, and then I'll know exactly, you know, what kind of discussion you want, and we can get on a call. I'm happy to get on. Any call with anybody, Matt. I do have a limited time, and there's different slots that I'll help people to get in. But uh, you know, this 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 life is about touching other people's lives. If we can help enough other people get to where they want to be, we can have anything that we want to have in life. Love it, hundred percent agree. All right, and then uh, for the podcast. So if you guys are uh, listening, watching, whatever the case is, uh, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, depending depending on your device. 
If you like the video versions, you can get them on YouTube or you can go right to theleveluppodcast.com. Uh, and then if you, uh, uh, if you are watching, uh, or listening, or if you get the emails from us, if you're ever curious about where Greg Harrelson gets his data, uh, there's actually a link, uh, right around this video or in the emails that you'll receive from us where you can check that out and see exactly what he's doing, uh, where he gets his data from in his, uh, for his teams in the Myrtle beach area. Cause I know a lot of people like Greg gets a ton of questions about that. So guys go check that out. Um, with that being said, Kurt, I appreciate your time. Everybody that's listening and watching, thank you so much. And we'll see everyone on the next episode.